Hi, I'm Clemmie Telford and it's time to get open and get honest. Each week, I interview a guest about a topic that we, as a society, often shy away from. From sex lives to salaries, life and death, religion and real bodies, no subject is off the table. Welcome to Honestly, the podcast. As someone that loves an in-depth chat, I'm thrilled to be partnering with Smarty Mobile, who are all about being the transparent mobile network with honest values. They offer unrivaled value for money, starting with their £10 a month no-commitment SIM-only plan that gives unlimited calls, texts and a massive 30 gig of data and no contract. It's a smart way to stay connected. Head over to smarty.co.uk forward slash honestly for more details. Thank you, Smarty Mobile. Hello and welcome to another episode of Honestly. This one is a joyful one and no surprise given who my guests are. One is founder of beauty brand Isle of Paradise and body positive campaigner Jules Von Hepp. The other is the world's first and only comparison coach, Lucy Sheridan. And they join me to talk about comparison. On first hearing it, you may not think that comparison is something that impacts you. But research suggests that is almost certainly untrue. Comparison undermines so much of our internal dialogue and add to that the advent of social media and the ability to see what other people are up to nearly all of the time and it's a heady combination that can easily get inside your head. During the episode, Jules and Lucy teach us how to spot comparison triggers and offer tons of advice of how to avoid them, which I, for one, really need. So here it is. Let's get stuck in. We start with a quick fire round and bear in mind that the title of this podcast is Honestly. Yeah, cool. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect you two to be anything but honest. I'll 100% be honest. (laughs) Yeah. What's that expression? Tell the truth, shame the devil. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Lucy, you have so many expressions and I quote you so often, it's almost weird. And so it's a bit awkward that you're here because I can't then quote you about you. But I take them from, I do always say that they're yours. Oh, thanks, pal. You're good. On a scale of one to ten, how fun are you? Oh, solid eight and a half on a good day. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I'm really fun. You are really fun. On a scale of one to ten, how popular are you? Oh, gosh, imposter syndrome makes me want to say four, but I'm going to go like eight. Oh, popular is a word that made me... I went all funny when you said yeah, that. Yeah, my skin um, crawled a bit I'm just, I want to do like an equilibrium and just say five hmm. and just say it in the middle mm. so it doesn't matter either way. So no one can judge you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um very triggering, isn't it? On a scale of one to ten, how rebellious are you? I want to say seven. I'd probably say like five. Really? Yeah. That's I'm not right really well. very rebellious. I kind of tend to colour within the lines fair bit, I think. I used to think I was a rebel, but I'm really no, not. not. A rebel within quite safe parameters. <laughs> yeah. I don't like I don't like boundaries. I don't like conformity. Oh, so as you? soon as I get as soon as it presents itself, I don't want to do it. Oh, okay, got you. I'm going to wait because I'm going to ask you in a minute what star sign you are. But we'll wait. I was going to say I've seen your birth chart. So I expect. <laughs> Favorite color? Oh, God, I don't know. Green. Oh. Let's just spun Lucy out. <laughs> Um, gold. Okay. Fabulous. <laughs> so um, on brand. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. So we're talking about this off mic. How would you describe your relationship with money? Ever improving. Oh, a good answer. <laughs> Turbulent, I would say. I, I want to say it's strong, but 
no. And I don't think my brain will ever be able to have a strong mm. relationship with money. It's one of those things that I can shove to the back of the pot yeah. or I can deal with it straight up front. It, there's a, always procrastination, there's comparison, there's lots of things that come to me in the form that there's birth from money, I think. Mm, interesting. Do you believe in marriage? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Is it ever okay to lie? Oh, well, I will say I've talked about lying a lot in therapy. So I would say sometimes it is okay to lie, yeah, because often lying comes from a place of learned ways to protect ourselves. Lying under malice, no. I think I'm not sure that's a kind of yes, no question for me. Um, So I'm going to say yes, sometimes it is okay to lie because sometimes I have borrowed outside of the truth for virtuous reasons your honor (laughs) i think i think think it all depends on the context of the lie i think yeah it is okay to lie i'm Mm. not very good at lying i Mm. it shows instantly in my face but i think lying if you've done something really wrong that you should be owning up to is Mm. wrong yeah but i think lying if a friend if you're literally on the way out for a (laughs) night out your friend feels great and she's like, what do you think of these shoes? <laughs> oh, and you, yeah. you don't want to be like, they are awful. No. But you want to be like, you look fab, babe. Yeah. Out we yeah, go. Yeah. And then there you go. Well, yeah. growing up, we talked a lot about white lies. And white, is white lies something yeah. you... Yeah. It's like a scale yeah. of yeah. lies, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. 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 Not hurting anybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Intent, not intent, the truth. Yeah, intent to mislead and the kind of the darker areas of that. I'm like, no. Because sometimes you can tie yourself up in lies, can't you? And then it's never worth it. No. I heard this great thing, which was um, you can forgive the person, not the act. Mm. And that is that's helped me a lot. I also feel like it, it depends big time because I can like I can carry a grudge with mm. a plum. <laughs> But then there is a time when I'm like, well, hold on, because I believe in the law of three. Like, so th- I do one good thing, I get three good things back. I do one bad thing, get bad things back oh. three times. So I think if I'm not willing to forgive, then I am going to encounter that when I really need the benefit of the doubt or for someone to hear my apology. Mm. So I, I think, again, that's case by case basis. But um, ultimately, sometimes it's just not worth carrying the grudge and sometimes um it can be great fire what star sign are you both i'm leo sun libra moon pisces rising interesting so what's your main what what, i know that's well they say that um the way you present to the world is you're rising so i'll say pisces but is but But on your but but your birth but my my sun sign my zodiac sign is um leo but i heard it described to me that so anyone, like someone born on, like, say, 27th of July and the 11th of August will be a Leo as well. Yeah. But rising signs change every half hour, which is why it's so it, why it can be incredibly significant to gain better astro understanding to know the location and the time of your mm. birth because they will flip every half mm. hour or so. And that's in my belief system. I'm not presenting any of these as facts, but I believe that we choose when we incarnate, so that's um, significant. But Leo is by the sun. So mine is Virgo, but my rising is Pisces. Oh, what a complicated mix. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, the other is Libra. So, oh. What do you want to be remembered for? Oh, my 
Sorry, these are not very quick for our questions. For how I made people feel, I think. He's ready for that. No, it was a quick thing of like, if okay, I'm going to die in five minutes. What do I want to be remembered for? Yeah, I would. Sorry to be lazy, but that really resonates with me too. To like to leave any space a little bit different or better than I found it, even if that's challenging someone about what they thought, not just about kind of like hugging it out sort of thing. But yeah, I really resonate with that. So can I borrow that? Yeah, you can. Thank you. If you could have more of anything, what would it be? Oh my gosh, this is great. (laughs) You know, a year ago I might have said energy, but I've really tried to be like not just talk the talk on taking care of myself for the last 18 months or so. So this is, I feel like because I haven't gone, oh, definitely want more energy, that is like a nice little, yeah, fist pump for myself there <laughs> just gonna have a self-congratulatory <laughs> or as Sarah Powell would say I'll have a self-celebration mm. I would definitely say time and confidence oh. definitely for both of those yeah I would say just a little bit more patience and not be so as well like, I can be so on to the next thing on to the next thing but then I have mm. quite a bit of sag in my chart as well so it's like center center counter counter which is great if you want to get something off the ground but um sometimes I can run out of puff and then become like I just want to sit down now I don't want to play anymore and that mm. can be a bit exhausting for those around me <laughs> and I'm working on it yeah. working on it when you know about it you can do something about yeah. it Last one of the quick fire round. Three words your inner critic or imagined worst enemy uses to describe you. That I'm a show off. And that is so like from, that goes back to like, like I've done quite a bit of inner child work and that definitely goes back to my um, my childhood. And I've had to really work on that today because as a company of one, I have to present and talk yeah. about what I'm doing and, 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 and decide down, to say it's like, uh-uh. yeah and then it really triggers me and I know it's like still there because it sometimes triggers me and other people and I'm like oh such a show off like oh man like let yourself be a show off like they're not here anymore you can say exactly mm. what you want like twirl around mm. if you want to but I wonder how many boys hear that because I think that's something that's said to girls so mm. often yeah, I dare say you're right. Or it might be like there's that, oh, just calm down. Yeah. I used to get that a lot as well. I'm like, yeah, but these, you know, these tools are, like, toys are really fun, you know. <laughs> what were um, you overexcited? Yeah, just, like, like, just calm down. <laughs> I think, oh, for me, the, uh, feeling like an idiot, that's something the way people say you're mm. an idiot, mm. uh, feeling like people think I'm faking it. Mm. and Faking what? Just faking every, like everything. Mm. I suffer with imposter syndrome so badly. And it's like, I get like a little voice in my head going, you don't deserve, like not deserve this, but people are going to find you out. Yeah. But it's, it, I know that it's nonsense because nobody knows really what they're doing yeah. and everyone's like, spinning everyone's plays. Yeah. But it's just this thing that's there for me. And I think, oh, I don't know what the third one will be. Probably something about my appearance, mm. I think, mm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that imposter syndrome is something. That I'm so glad that we have a term for it now. And yeah. People can identify it in itself. It's like having a name for it. I think it starts to take away a bit of the power from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly would relate to that. As well. Like she doesn't know what she's talking about, mm. or you know, I love Brene Brown, but I'm not a Harvard or like you know, yeah. I'm not a career academic. I'm like, how do I should know more and I should have more of these things when mm. actually it gets to the point where it's like well, then you're just accumulating stuff out of, like, vanity mm. and not mm. actually using what you have already. Mm. I do feel a bit of pressure around that. 
Well, that was the um, light-hearted intro. Oh, <laughs> deep, man. Sorry, guys. Now I'm glad I'm sat down. I'm glad you had your lunch. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Are you regretting not eating now? I'm spinning out of you. That girl on Pick the edge. Up a <laughs> Um, so now onto the big topic, and I'm very glad to have you two here in one room. You are both brilliant additions to my Instagram feed. Uh-huh. Very often clear in my head when some things are cloudy for different reasons. Often you're dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I do something Jill. when I, I start watching. I'm like, I can't stop watching. I know. I'm like, I really so much joy, doesn't must it? put my phone down. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. And I think part of the reason you both bring such joy is even though you're talking like you don't, you do actually both know who you are or you're beginning to learn very much who you Mm. are and owning that. Which brings me kind of neatly, I think, into the big topic, which is comparison. Mm. And I need to say that I, at a point in this podcast, I asked Instagram about this topic and everyone's like, are you seeing, are you getting Lucy and are you getting Lucy? (laughs) So luckily I'm not going to disappoint them. It is is you. Thanks, babes. What a relief. I've just spent a fortune trademarking. It's work. The branding's work. People get it. You are the shorthand. So I guess the, the most obvious question is, is comparison something that affects you? Yes, absolutely. And I would say, because I kind of use this hashtag about like living comparison free, but it really is an aim for point for me. So I do compare myself, absolutely. And what I would say is my comparison episodes are more spread out and kind of short-lived and more intense than they used to be. So before a comparison episode used to just take me down for a week mm. at a time. Mm. I'd see something or hear something and then that was it. Like the touch, plate, the touch paper was lit. It was all over. Mm. I was away. Um, but now because of the awareness and because of like the mission I suppose um I experience it in a very different way now and I just know that's a cue to like be gentle yes, sorry, yes, system. yeah go back go what's really going on mm-hmm. I can kind of I can get there quite quickly mm. now but it took it took a while Jules for you what, like... um comparison I think you can't be human unless you answer yes everyone mm. does compare I tend to compare with who I think I should be mm. that's a real like trigger so for with me. yourself with myself mm, yeah. and I, because I've consciously made an effort to not follow or be around people that I can f- I feel the comparison trap coming and I just massively sidestep away mm. I'm like nope I do yeah. not want to be friends with you purely for the fact you're going to send me into an absolute spiral, spiral yeah. and you're just like you're great you're awesome but it's too much for me yeah. so but I have to, I'm, I recognise that the comparison's coming it's like it's it's almost like the hairs on the back of your mm. neck go up and you're like here we like go like a warning system activates yeah like, at trigger, the moment trigger. it's around I'm at that age where I'm almost going to get engaged then going to get the house, then going to get babies. Yeah, so but I'm just of... at that first bit. And so when I'm seeing friends go through it, that is something that's massively triggering me at the moment. But I just have to remember, I keep going, no, calm. Yeah. This is just what's happening. It's okay. Mm. It's just comparison. But I think it's normal to compare. And yeah. I think comparison also, it's not always a bad thing. It it can show you what you actually really want mm. and what you desire Great. to have. And I think if you turn the mindset around that way and go, that's okay. I, I, I want the bifold doors. Yeah. Like we always say, yeah. no, my comparison is Argo yeah. bifold doors. It sends, me into, it sends me west. But I keep reminding myself of that, like those bifolds is just, mm. it, there's 
just keep aiming for that yeah. and you'll get it and it's fine and if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen it's fine and it's it's just a window at the end of the day but yeah. it's more than just yeah, a window yeah I know it's totally. what it stands for yeah, yeah I know. you know it's so weird I it's like f- the comparison is looking for a host a bit like yes. a cold is looking that's for a host that's so true because like you say you'll see a comparison trigger from like two years ago mm. even a couple months ago you're like oh my god what was I thinking yeah. and then you'll get sat next to someone at an event or you meet someone at a party and like they, you don't even know them and then suddenly You've they like the host yeah then the host just get transferred and it's like oh now this is my new comparison trigger how fantastic oh <laughs> i like so, that thinking yeah, that way yeah. of thinking it's very strange it's like a, it's like a shapeshifter like yeah yeah, yeah. but that's so with so many issues isn't there like i will fixate on someone being the trigger for all sorts of things yeah. and then you yeah you unpack it and then you're like oh yeah you're not it anymore so i was going to ask you yeah do you think it changes over different phases of your life and definitely we yeah, have siblings and school that's really oh, yeah and i used to be a com- i kind of i used to be a comparison generalist so i would compare myself in lots of I compare myself in lots of different ways to different people and different things and now i'm a comparison like specificist so it's mainly kind of work i see people's relationship mm. don't give a shit like okay oh in summer around holidays and i'm like am i the only person not, not drinking minuti in the south of france <laughs> like am i guarding the kingdom because every mm body has gone on holiday but it's kind of I kind of then I set an alarm for myself in December as in like get book in your holiday now be one of those smuggos coming up (laughs) yeah I think a lot of people didn't know what comparison is like so I didn't know until I'd met you Lucy I didn't know that what I was suffering with was comparison Mm. I I just thought it was my life was was crap or Mm. things weren't working out for me or it must be something that I'm doing that made Mm. me feel bad and I was on the wrong path but actually when you think about something it's almost like you come out of the situation and look down on it and you go hang on I'm comparing myself that's what this is and then it all becomes clearer but but the problem is it is so innate isn't it as you say and now as a mother, I realise that you do it with siblings straight mm. away. And it's not even from a negative place. It's just, yeah, a way of trying mm. to define someone mm. to begin with. And But that that becomes something that, yeah, yeah. that we're, we just live by, isn't totally, it? Totally, yeah. You know, you're the, you're the fun one, you're the naughty one, you're <laughs> the energy. Yeah. It, people don't even realise they're doing it. I think as well, a workplace is very triggering for comparison. I think we're all in our, you know, we all have our own careers, as it were. Mm. But there are lots of people who are on that ladder of exec, manager, director, and you're going up and you've got your peers at work and maybe one is climbing quicker than you Mm. and somebody's moving around, one of your friends is jumping from office to office and climbing the ladder. That in itself is a minefield. Like, for comparison, that's such a trap of thinking, because then you get into the conversation around money and comparison and status and you've got someone turning up for lunch and they've got a new bag, they've got something else. Now, it it can be very confusing. And it can be, it can bring up with the like extra things there too. Because let's just say as well, like because you see yourself as a, in a cohort. Mm. So if you think about yourself from cohorts from school that were kind of put together, and yeah. then someone pings up on the gram or even an anecdote shared at a party, and you're like, what? But they were like that. They yeah. were like in the low. Like, hold on, I was above them in maths or whatever it was. And you take yourself back to those kind of rankings too, and that's can be one of the dark sides of comparison as well. It's it not only. Um, affects us and they're like I don't necessarily feel worthy when am I going to get mine but it makes us feel like they're not worthy they don't deserve mm. it I should have which that which is a, not a very nice thing to even no yeah, but it c- just c- feels c- gross doesn't it and you say that we're all like self-employed but actually obviously there's no denying that social media is you know it's literally you're seeing numbers ticking by next mm. to- oh yeah you see, yeah. yeah. It can send and, you worse. Yeah, Ooh. and I know for myself, I'm really bad at being like, oh, why wasn't I invited to that? 
There's a magic thought there, though, which is like, it'll always be your time. Mm. And in rooms you'll never go into, people that you'll never know are having conversations you'll never hear about you. Mm. Whether it's happening right now or it's two weeks away or it's six months away, that will happen. And then things start to happen out of the blue using air bunnies. And it's like, oh, hi, just wanted to get in touch about this. You're like, thank you. Now it's my time. It's almost like there are lots of different analogies you can use, but it's almost about kind of like, you know, when you go on holiday and your like plane has to wait to go to the runway, it's like there will be a time when someone goes right over here let's go and yeah. you can it feels like it feels like an emerging as like oh, a shift has happened mm. like not i've been noticed it's yeah. me but like oh i no. told me so mm. <laughs> but also holding on to that you know because yeah. sometimes we're not very good at acknowledging when your time yeah. has come a quick ad break to thank the sponsor of this podcast smarty mobile for their no-nonsense honest approach to keeping us all connected for just £10 a month, you're able to get unlimited calls and texts, plus 30 gig of data, so there's no need to worry about streaming all the podcasts you like. Also wanted to talk about how it um, comparison manifests itself, because whether that it's emotional, but sometimes it can be very physical as well, mm. can't it? Oh yeah, it's a reaction, really. I mean, I get quite hot in my body, my adrenaline starts to, to pump, and I'm like, oh, here I am. It's like I've stepped into a hot spot. Definitely manifesting comparison comes a lot with body, especially in groups. And you're, I, I hear this a lot with, with women is, I hate my insert body part and they sit together. Guys don't necessarily, guys are very much more in like internal, but girls, I'm, I'm on lots of shoots and, oh, my thighs are fat. I hate, oh yeah, I hate my thighs too. Oh yeah, this is, and manifesting saying over oh, and over God. and over again. Like my big trigger is my stomach. And so I spend the whole time looking at other people's flat stomachs, but not thinking about my bum. Whereas there's someone who's worrying about their bum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? There's that, everyone's just doing different things. And once you kind of go, oh, no point, is yeah. there? No one's looking yeah, at me. Enjoy the beach. Yeah, enjoy the beach. But the manifesting, if you yeah. keep saying the yeah. negative things that yeah. you believe about yourself yeah. that comes a lot of the time from comparison mm-hmm. with yeah. body, you will just believe yeah, that. Yeah. You believe that because that will be your reality truth. because you keep saying it. And I'd say a lot to my followers... I said, just focus on the bits that you like. Like, my love handles is, it triggers me big time. But, and it's from comparison so much. But I really like my eyes and I really Mm. like my face. And then I just, about a year ago, I started hammering that into myself Mm. in the mirror. And it's totally taken away Mm. the body hang up of the other part by just focusing on the positive. And what's great then too is that it makes us feel more whole. Because then it's suddenly like, actually, my teeth are quite nice. And wow, this neck, like my necklace sits so beautifully on my neck. And before you know it, you're seeing yourself as a whole rather than this item, like these items put together. But it all bottles back down to our society of, oh, don't say, you know, don't brag. Don't Mm. gloat because you don't want to be that person that gloats. It's totally fine to say all the negative things and the things yeah. that you hate. I mean, yeah. let's just take a moment yeah. to be like, what is that? <laughs> I, I really wonder yeah. whether that's quite a British thing as well. We, Definitely. we love an underdog, yeah. don't we? Yeah. We sit yeah. very comfortably. But also in, it, in America, then they they do it. They all talk mm. and say the things that they hate. It, they? It, this, I think this is a global thing, but... We just and we just need to talk about the things yeah. that we like. A good catch there is if you hear someone criticise and you go, "Oh, that's my mate you're talking about there," yeah. because it's like I'm not having you talk about my mate like that, and it immediately kind of like snaps people out of it to yeah. an extent. Because you're right, there's a real bonding thing that we do, either being bitch, especially females, either being bitchy or being critical. Mm. 
and you have to you have to just stop you it, have to it? stop it yeah. you have to completely stop it and if I, I hear it a lot actually with weddings mm. and bridal clients that I might be working with and there's lots of I've been on this diet I've been on this and they're all trying to get to goal weight and then all the bridesmaids are on it and then all their friends who are getting married are all on it and it goes round and round and round and round and round and actually if you just don't participate in that conversation and you don't join in and you that conversation can still happen you can't control other people saying what they're yeah. going to say but if you you can control whether you're going to join in and when you don't join in that is when it all goes yeah. away yeah. yeah yeah it requires your participation doesn't it yeah, yeah. and weddings are a particularly potent example because there's like this checklist of comparison aren't they <laughs> and, and actually and from my own wedding day the bit that i most in the most precious to me was a bit when i said my vows to him yeah because there was no this is how that should look yeah. or this is how it should yeah. be it's like the the most yeah, yeah. pure part of it and it, it's a shame that it gets so distorted because essentially you're declaring your love for someone yeah. in front of the people you care about but it comes down to yeah how thin you've got your flowers the food yeah. the but also it's not it's not maintainable no. because you're going for goal weight. Mm. But goal weight, and my PT was saying he hates it when clients come and they're like, I've got this event, I want to be like this. And he's yeah. like, it is crushing because he knows that it's not going to be maintainable. And the thing is, then what I see and hear, especially with friends, with clients is, oh, but I looked like this on my wedding day. Mm. Why don't I look like... And then you compare yourself to a version of yourself that is completely unrealistic. <laughs> well, that was actually... So funny you should say that I've had two light bulb moments personally recently, and one of them, I don't know if it's via you, Lucy, is that nostalgia is just a, a sepia-toned version of comparison. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I am so bad, especially because you can do, like, time, heart, yeah. and, like, I'm so I bad. don't have any of those apps because it, it will send me where. Yeah. yeah, I took them off. Yeah, yeah, not good for me. It's in the past. Yeah, I can't. I like to look at my kids when they're babies. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't want to take that off. No, but it's interesting, isn't it? I'm never going to be the 25 year old version of myself again. And in so many ways, I wouldn't want to be because I've, my yeah. growth has been yeah, huge. But it's not. mad, isn't it? You're comparing yourself, yeah, particularly your body, often to a chapter that it's never going to be. Mm. Um, and the other one, Lucy, again, you, but that you are someone else's trigger. Yeah. That is the first time I heard that. I was like, wow. It's true. Like, even if you are working in like a garden centre in Inverness, listening to this right now, you are someone else's trigger. It's someone from a classroom school or that you go to the gym with every so often or it's like another parent, whatever it is. You are guaranteed at least one person's trigger. And I know this to be true. That's why compassion is so important because we're all kind of in this together, participating mm. in this together. And you, it's not your job to shrink or dilute who you are um, to just get along with other people and for them not to compare themselves to you. You've got to live your life. But we all experience it, every single person. Everyone will have, be triggered by someone else. In this day and age where... We're, so many more people are questioning what their version of success is mm -hmm. using air bunnies again it's really important that we are just showing up as ourselves because you'll inspire someone to yeah. try something or they might save one of your posts and think I'm going to keep that mm -hmm. and yet if you're worried about triggering people's comparison we'd all just be kind of sitting yeah, you know neutral. at home not doing anything mm. interesting as I mentioned earlier, I always like to ask the good people of Instagram about the topic. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research so I first of all I asked my audience do you struggle with comparison mm. 
85% said they did. I'm like, yeah, what about the rest of you? Yeah. <laughs> You're in denial. But maybe yeah. like, um, and then I asked them what they compare themselves against. So 55% said family was the Ooh. trigger. I asked them if it friends were the trigger and 86% said it was. Uh, colleagues, 75%. Mm. People on social media, 69%. Mm. And an imagined or younger version of yourself was 67%. Mm. And it is that thing that the human mind is absolutely bonkers, that our biggest comparison is often ourselves. Mm. Like, we just tie ourselves in knots, don't we? Yeah, and we don't honour, like... You've got a great exercise for this, Jules, when we do when we did a workshop together, where you think about, like, maybe there's a picture of... you you at a certain point in your mm. life and then even if you just write down the age and you then you know think about yourself right now you think about all the things you've learned and accomplished yeah. and achieved, achieved yeah. over that point that have made you who you are today there's so much to give thanks for yeah. and ultimately it's like this energetic whiplash of always looking to the past really doesn't serve us now because energy you won't get back so it's su- it's such a waste of time mm. you can celebrate everything that, that was in you know in all its glory and take all of that with you too but if you keep looking back with the I wish I wish that just puts you in a mindset of like well what I'd have now isn't enough yeah. or good enough and that can be a really slippery slope but it also works the other way isn't it it's that that imagined or by often when it's milestone birthdays is it, is it can be a trigger for people you know mm. by the time I'm 30 my life will look yeah. like this yeah. By, yeah. or even new year yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's a yeah. huge trigger what have I yeah. achieved what have I yeah. not achieved like and you can't. You often overlook the the yeah. achievements. But I think I I found it really interesting about the family stat in that mm. and family siblings cousins. Yeah. They're all of the same age. Someone's gone yeah. done one thing, and it's always it's a little comment somewhere, yeah. isn't it? And it yeah. sticks because it's really hard with family that you get set into these roles, mm. and that's sometimes why being in family situations can be really triggering because you're like this the person I was when I. 10 yeah. is not who I am now yeah. and to get people to re-see you in a, in a different way I guess that's it but I think with family we are so programmed to believe that everybody in our family including our parents their view on the world is right yes yeah. and the ultimate one the Amy view. Schumer yeah. had a chapter in her book that just it was like this light bulb for me where she her mum cheated on her dad and she said she finishes this chapter by saying you know we're programmed to believe that they're amazing but actually they're just as fucked up as we are mm. and it's two fucked up individuals bringing up the next one yeah. and then when I saw that just unknotted so much about comparison especially within my family I was like oh actually no 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 no, no. this is all wrong (laughs) but it's a massive thing to lift isn't it yeah um, and then I asked the audience, what is the most likely thing to trigger comparison? And they said, other people's success, and then I hate myself for it. Mm. Children, people on holiday, yeah. money and house decor. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, the by five doors. Conventional family situation, well-behaved children, people's food choices. It's like, it's, wow. yeah. Um, pregnancy announcements, relationship yeah. goals. Yeah finances, weight, tidy homes Ooh. and people exercising. Very interesting. Very, Very interesting. Weight is a, that's a whole... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a whole, like, case. And that is all... That's all your stuff. And believe that. And then you go... I think you bottle it back and it goes yeah. right up the line of what yeah. someone said somewhere. Yeah. And, like, yeah. all of that is the belief in how you see yourself and you feel that you are defined. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're looking at someone going, she's lost £10, doesn't she look great? Well, that doesn't define who no, she is and it doesn't mean why. that she's happy. No. Yeah, you don't know why she's lost £10. No. And so then you have to unpack all of that. Yeah, totally. 
and exercise that's a big one that exercise used to really trigger me mm. if I saw someone posting in the gym you, you feel lazy and I wasn't in the gym and I'd be like oh yeah, but you yeah. don't it's a hot you have to recognise it for what it is and actually try and put yourself in their position of the person posting that picture or talking about that workout yeah. and go oh they, they're they just proud of themselves it's fine yeah. they don't judge they're not judging me I ask people how the comparison manifested itself emotionally physically or what actions does it trigger yeah people said in a voice is telling me that I'm not good enough or yeah. valuable as that person. Anxiety, panic attacks, feeling sick all the time. Mm. It starts off as emotional and then becomes physical because mm. I eat my feelings. Mm. Guilt about the fact that I can't cope, but I see people coping with much more. Self-loathing, self-criticism manifests as me staying constantly busy. Then the negative thoughts can't creep in. Physically, purchasing things on credit that I can't afford. Anger, sadness, regret instant gratification food alcohol and shopping mm. there's definitely a thing of like oh oh, I know that they're doing a lot and mm. they seem to be acing it but mm. also like stick in your lane what one person might not find stressful yeah. another yeah. person might yeah. and what one person is you don't like you never know what's going on behind closed doors no. I've had a really lucky job where I've been in and out of people's homes so for a living yeah. listen on the outside there's someone who's on that red carpet every night on the inside she can't do a washing yeah. Yeah. you know th- there's but there's yeah. stuff piled high. There's people in and out. Exactly. Of it's chaos, and you don't you don't know what's going on behind that when that yeah. door's shut. No, yeah. because from the outside we're all swans, but oh, underneath yeah. those no little is. flippers are going. Yeah. yeah, and also with people coping, I've had other guests on this podcast, you know, with dealing with cancer and things like that, and and actually they're coping, but they don't want to be coping. Mm. It's like they some, just don't have a choice. So, yeah, sometimes yeah. people who. For me, when we were in a very difficult time financially and I looked like I was acing it at work, mm. it's because I was absolutely in survival mode yeah. because I needed yeah. to get some money in the bank. Yeah, And so, yeah, it's quite an interesting thing to remember. Yeah. I asked people if they had the tools to stop comparison. I tell myself, if they can, so can I. Mm. Um, there is truth in the old saying, comparison is the thief of joy. Switching off social media. Not yet, but hoping that CBT will help. Um, and someone also said a gratitude journal. Yes, actually, not someone. Loads of people said that. But yeah, yeah, that is brilliant. Gratitude is uh, incredible. And then I asked them if they had any other questions about comparison. And Jules, you touched on it earlier, but that comparison isn't necessarily always bad. And I can definitely mm. agree with it. It can be motivational yeah. sometimes yeah. if you can understand. It's what you do with that initial feeling, isn't mm. it? And I think it's also recognising that it is comparison. Mm. You know, we, we've said it before, but just going, yes. okay, I know what I'm feeling right now. I can either use this to drive me to the thing yes. that I want or I can allow myself to go into spiral. a spiral of yeah. doom and allow give yourself that yeah. 24 hours that it can take. It's okay to go down, mm. but know that you'll come back up again. Absolutely. And someone said, rightly, there's a flip of the coin, which is sometimes comparison reminds you of how lucky you are. Oh, yeah. Mm. Very much so, yeah. A really great coping technique that I would recommend is when you're feeling comparison, and we've talked a bit about the emotional and the physical responses, let it run through your system. Yes. Like, let it run through the system. Like, you know, when you press shuffle and you're... Spotify, you don't want to hear the song, but like it, you're on hand, it's not safe to take injection on hands free. Just let it run through your system. A few deep, big, big belly breaths will just start to dissolve away the kind of hot, difficult emotions from it. And what that means is you'll dispel the comparison episode in that moment yeah. rather than storing it. And then you don't see like their friend post about like their holiday and then like mm. you push the door instead of pulling it and then you're like, I can't even open a door. <laughs> you know, it just that you don't gather that evidence against yourself. Yes, yeah. Just so, dispel the moment. I also have put a little note here 
it's a cliche, but so often we're judging our the worst of ourselves against the best of other people. And I think it's Zoe motherkind who talks about about how oh, yeah. we even when our best friends are coming around we shove yeah. things in the dishwasher like yeah. n- there's so few people seeing the very very true example yeah. you yeah. know people might think my house is tidy it is not it's, mm. things are shoved everywhere yeah. you're comparing yourself against a fictional version of their life but there'll be so much more going yeah. on i love those lists that when they come up i always learn something about yeah. someone and then it's like again it's just that check of Giving, you know, being happy for someone and what they've been through and equally honouring what it's taken as well. Like, just more compassion, more kindness always, really. A nice segue into my last question is how do we avoid continuing this into the next generation? I think that is part of the clues in the question there is like taking personal responsibility because we're always, always, always being observed. So if you're kind of offloading in front of your kids about not looking a certain way or not having a certain amount of likes mm. just know that you're programming them for the same yeah. um so it's not don't be just be on a high level of awareness swap judgment for observation on this because we, we we're not going to do this perfectly so let's just everyone just take that pressure yeah, off. Exactly. like you don't have to be the one that has the wand and if you've got it like pass it around we could all use a little bit of that but like you, you no one's going to do this perfectly so we've but we must do our best so even if that's reducing the more like negative or damaging habits we have that will have a huge impact yeah, it's a step in the yeah. right direction i think as well i think it's opening up the conversation and mm. saying you know creating safe spaces to be yes. able to talk in and never I mean I don't have kids so I don't I don't know how it is raising little people um but you do you have met children before. I have met yeah. children yeah <laughs> these but I, I don't know what I mean is I don't know the pressure mentally yeah. that a parent has um but I think opening the conversation and not judging a young person's thought process and saying that's wrong you shouldn't feel like that this no. is this yeah. is the reality yeah. I think I would imagine that that will have a massive knock-on effect in terms of the needle moving. Yeah, agree. And 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 stop outward comparison. You know. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. But it's okay to compare. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because otherwise, it. the same with everything. If you try and get too neutral, yeah. Because sometimes, if you removed all comparison, you might remove celebration as well. And yeah. That, and yeah. that's. You know, it's because yeah. it's yeah. really hard to say to kids you did the best, but you yeah. can say it. You yeah. can own it. Totally. I think I always try and do some kind of conclusion. It's kind of too massive to do it. But as I've touched on before, in a, a comparison does sound quite innocent and then you delve into it and mm. it is pretty, pretty meaty. Yeah, that's because I, I will often have a conversation someone say, I know it sounds silly, but I know this sounds stupid. I know I'm just making things yeah. up. It's like, mm. no, you're not. Like, if you feel it, it's real. Do not cancel your feelings. Yes. Yeah. Like, your feelings are your feelings. Mine might be different, but your feelings are your feelings. Stop squashing them because they, like, hold jewels of insight for yes. us. Mm. And us beating ourselves up about how we feel is just, like, nobody ever wins. And again, it's like, find a safe space, whether it's your own personal journal that, like, is hidden in your bedside table mm. or it's a whatsapp group of pals or it's a, whatever it is find a safe space for you to explore this because you're not making this up like no. we are in an epidemic at the yeah. moment it's never been as bad as oh, it is actually, now actually that's a question i haven't together. asked but surely it is heightened by the fact that we ha- can see what everyone we ever met is up to you know once upon a time i wouldn't have known what yeah. people i went to school oh, with you would have passed down through yeah. anecdotes and gossip yeah. and now we're i kind of describe it like we're in a las vegas of comparison yeah, it's like, on all the time yeah. 
and that's why you know a couple of the respondees saying they're around be careful about who they're following on social media mm. yeah but learn to manage it because we can't detox from this like no. it's on all the time you've got to discuss like you just excuse me you've got to be really discerning about when you step into the room and step out of the room yes it's almost like you've got to recognize your demons before you start yeah, feeding them up totally yeah. Go, hey oh, have more have that. more feel yeah. worse yeah <laughs> yeah that's really interesting but it, well, your aim is to be comparison free and that might be a real North Star, but we can work on it and it can get oh, better. Yeah. And, and it is learning to acknowledge those feelings and then allowing them to pass through. And that like neutrality is sexy. Yeah. Imagine like, so, you know, when you mm. scroll and you, you might have been oh, no, triggered by something and then you just don't feel anything at no. all. I'm like, oh, I've cracked it. Yeah. I don't feel anything. But the like, problem is, well, this is only for me with my relationship, my body. I feel like I've cracked it and then you, I get, I'm get, i knackered and overwhelmed and it comes back. And that is the thing with anything like this. It's never going to be this linear journey and no. it can sometimes... But you wouldn't be human if it was no. linear. You'd be a robot. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's okay to go up and down and yeah. up and down on the journey because you wouldn't know the highs if you didn't recognise mm, yeah. the lows. Yeah. So in, with your body, when you have those triggers of comparison, and it's okay to have that. Oh, yeah. Just let yourself let yourself go down, and then start the journey climbing back up. Yeah. And going, no, it's okay because knowing what's happening is the yeah. I think is the massive oh, key of going. I feel like this because of this, yeah. and yeah. this is what I can do to make myself mm. feel better. Because there must be for me when I start talking negatively about my body, it means I'm overwhelmed, and I'm sure mm. comparison must be. There must be things that yeah. Oh, definitely. If you are feeling happy and you've got your own plan and you're based and you're feeling all right in yourself, like you won't notice. Chances are you're not even picking up your phone as well. You know, my happiest times I'm not on my phone. Then you're bobbing along in life. But when you're feeling like a bit depleted or unfocused or just not having a very good day, it can be it can be as complex as that. That's when it's like the the windows open and it and it can get in. And there's lots. It's all about the why. Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? Why am I feeling like if you're feeling not great about your body and you're saying it's overwhelmed and how what are you pressure stress eating and you're you're yeah. rushed and you're panicked yeah. and you're eating so and then you're feeling bloated and then nothing's fitting and then you're having the wardrobe mapped out. Uh, it all goes yeah. back three things before we finish up where can people find you and is there anything you want to shout about um, you can find me on the gram at lucy sheridan and i would love to shout about my book the comparison cure you can find me on the gram at Jules Von Herb and also um, my self-time brand at the Isle of Paradise is all about empowerment and feeling better. One more question for you guys. If you could have an honest conversation with one person, who would it be and what would you say? It'd be a family member. Mm. I would ask them about like where I think, why, why have we misunderstood each other for so long and what can like a new chapter look like for us? I think I'd have a conversation with um, myself at... Oh, anywhere between the age of 15 and 20. I think I'd just go back and unpick so much stuff that is now so knotted that I think, yeah, I'd go back and have a good old chat. It feels cathartic even to admit it, doesn't it? And I could cry now. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd go back to there and go, it's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't be 15 for all the money in the world, would Mm. you? No. And then I always ask my audience to complete this sentence. I'll be honest, I can't stop eating, wasn't ready for kids, would prefer to have a nap than go and visit my in-laws, adore my husband, and petrified of E.T. Just posted a picture where I knew I looked better than the other person in there. Um, I'll be honest, I think weddings are a ball ache. I hate Coldplay. I hate musical theatre. 
And then I like to add a bit of honesty from myself. I sometimes keep my earplugs in longer than necessary. I like to keep them. (laughs) I have to sleep in them every night. And sometimes I come down and I make a cup of tea and I can't quite hear my children. (laughs) But just not ready for for about half an hour. And I really find it a lovely way to start the day. (laughs) So there we go. Love it. I've been Clemmie Telford and this wonderful pair have been Jules Von Hepp and Lucy Sheridan and this has been Honestly Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe and tell your mates all about it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, CT. Thank you for listening to another episode of Honestly. You can't beat an honest chat. I find it so reassuring and educational and hope you do too. And I'm not the only one committed to encouraging more open conversation. So do our sponsors, Smarty Mobile, the transparent mobile network that makes keeping in touch that bit easier and cheaper. If you found this week's episode interesting, which I hope you did, I'd love to know your thoughts. So please do give me a rating or review and even better, hit the subscribe button. That way you'll get each week's episode delivered straight to you. 